Why does it have to take this level of celebrity, this level of international exposure for you to accept this individual as being Filipino? Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Me Searchers. You are listening to the Me Search podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo. And I am Crystal Tugatti. And on this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community. Together, we'll unpack important issues, learn and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. Yeah. Yeah. And today, we're just hanging out. We're chilling. We're chilling. We have some things that we want to talk about. We're going to check in um, with each other. And also, if you haven't seen the news or your televisions or social media, in the last week, we crowned a new Miss Universe who happens to be Miss USA, who happens to be a Filipina-American. So we're going to chat a little bit about that also. Um, but first, how are you feeling, Crystal? How are you doing these days? Good. I'm great. I'm feeling fucking great. You're feeling fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Starting off, you know, the year, just continuing to listen to my body and my natural flow and what I want to do um, and how I want to go about things and I've been taking the time. I've been taking my time, just easing into it. And um, I had a nice audition the other day. Oh my God. Is it the one that you were telling me about? Yeah. Like we were texting so, about? Yes, yes. Are we allowed to talk about that? Are we allowed to talk about it? No, no, no. Okay. Not yet. Well. But I, I will say, usually, um, well, I was still a hot, you know, nervous mess as you are when you go into auditions, but I feel like all the inner work that I've been doing has kind of manifested into me being able to regulate my, my uh, nervous system and um, my, my um, not so positive thoughts. I don't want to say negative. I don't want to say positive, just thoughts that, more judgmental thoughts Mm -hmm. with myself and like maybe with others and how I compare, you know, because like when you're in the audition room, like you can kind of hear what's happening in, or when you're in the waiting room, you can kind of hear what's happening in the audition room sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then like my thoughts start to race. I'm like, Oh man, I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a poop. I'm a poop. Why am I here? Uh, (laughs) You know, so you're feeling in greater control of your like emotions and feelings and thoughts and stuff. Yes. And I, you know, I went into that audition room and I just felt, um, I felt like I took up space and this, and space, it took up space in a way that I've been hoping that I could, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I just fucking took it, you know, I took it. Good job. Well, you know, regardless of what happens, with this audition, I'm just happy with what I got to, what I was able to perform and say 
um, and take on that evening. And I just feel very proud of myself and very empowered and very strong and very like, I just feel good in my skin. It just feels really nice, you know? Yeah. Ah. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Good job. Like auditions are scary. They're so scary. Um, anytime you have to get in front of anybody who might be new and they're literally judging you because they need to find the best person for the part. Yeah. Um, that's not easy for anybody. So I can't imagine how that can be like a normal thing for actors. <laughs> yeah. Because that's just like that's that's the job. You like are judged constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And so yeah, it's um I'm really looking at it like truly and, and these are all things that I know. It's like go into the audition, perform, you know, get into character, do your beats, all these things, and whatever happens, like try to not take it personal because you know, the directors or, you know, the, the, the panel, they're looking for a specific thing possibly. And if that's not you, it's, it's not, it's not you. That's the problem. It's just like, you're not, you don't specifically fit into the puzzle, you know, perfectly or not even perfectly in the way that they see it. Yeah. You know, so it's really not about you. It's just like what the production needs. So, right. You might as well just have fucking fun. <laughs> that's a good reminder for anybody. That's good for anybody to take into outside of acting also. Like sometimes it really is just not, it's not you and it's not something that has to be taken personal. It's just the other person you may be interacting with just has a specific vision. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. You know, like you will fit somewhere where you need to fit. And like bring your art into a space where um, will uplift the production, yeah. you know, in a in a specific way. And not to say that you wouldn't in you know the production that you wouldn't get in. It's just you know, there's a lot of moving parts, and it's fine. And on on that note, when you go into audition, just fucking have fun, you know, no yeah. crash, whatever, you know, yeah. just do you, boo. that's the beauty of like these creative life paths i suppose like sometimes it can be scary because of the whole judgment aspect but like you get to play and that's the job too like that's a huge part of the job like you get to explore you get to play you get to be creative and like make art and like the audition process can be scary but it is also you get to practice the craft Yes, you do. And it's just an, another moment for you to say, like, fuck, I'm a brave person. Yeah. I did something scary today. <laughs> yeah. Good job, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, feeling good. I can't wait to hear back um, when you find out what might be the next step. And I hope there are more steps for you in this particular production because... um I don't want to give too much away, but it is an exciting project um, from what I know. Yeah. So, crosses fingers. I hope for the best. Um, and if it doesn't work out, then that just means there is something more uh, for you after this. Yes. Yeah. And I will say also one more thing. 
I had a really shitty week. Oh no, week. what do you mean? Oh my god, I got into a car accident. Someone what? freaking What? Someone hit me, someone uh rear-ended me and it was just like a whole thing. I went to go I went to Barnes and Noble afterward to pick up a discounted moleskin. Uh-huh. Uh, like a special edition Frida Kahlo plan. I'm like, fuck yeah, and it's on sale for 50%. I'll just pick it up at the Americana. I go there. I park where I usually park. But then I saw a set of stairs that was closer to where I parked. I'm like, I'll just go down these stairs. And so I went down the stairs and I'm like, where am I? Uh (laughs) I ended up in this like random alley. And I'm like, this looks sketchy. Uh, But I saw lights. I'm like, just walk towards the lights. (laughs) So I I kind of got, you know, I... I took a different route to the Barnes and Noble in the Americana. There's a long ass line at Barnes and Noble at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Why is everyone here on a Tuesday at Barnes and Noble? I'm happy about this, but also I just wanted to get get in and out. So I picked up my planner after being in a long line. And then I was like, you know, I called Michael. I'm in Glendale. Is there something that you want to eat from here? He's like, how about hello, guys? I'm like, yeah, hello, guys. So I'm like, I'm going to exercise and walk over to hello, guys. But then the walk was <laughs> pretty long. And I was like, oh, man, I am i don't want to pay extra for parking. So I'm like, I'm just going to walk back. And then I walked back and I was getting really sweaty. I'm like, oh, it's I'm getting so sweaty and it's so cold and I get sick. And then I couldn't find my car because I took that random ass way and I didn't really know where my car was. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that took forever to find my car. And I was so sweaty and I was so frustrated. Like, fuck, just for hello, guys. And my moleskin. <laughs> Finally find my car. I go down. Um, and I drive to Halal Guys and parking, it's all street parking close to the Americana off brand. Mm-hmm. And then I go around, see if there's parking. I go around the block, I'm like, okay, if there's no parking, then I'm going to go home. I go around, like, oh, someone's like walking to their car. Um, I'm just going to go back around. And then I'm waiting for my spot. And then someone freaking hits me. As you're driving or as you're walking to your car? Well, as as I'm waiting for the parking spot. Oh, I see. And then they hit me. And then, oh, no. And then the person um, was from Russia and didn't speak any English. And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be very hard. <laughs> and so we were talking. through, And it was, like, so cold, like, about to rain. And we're, like, in the middle of the road trying to communicate through Google Translate on his phone <laughs> like oh man this is so hard i'm like do you have auto insurance and he's just like he doesn't know what that is or he couldn't understand yeah he wasn't totally sure yeah even on the google translate so uh you know it was just a thing but was, was, was he a traveler like was he on vacation or something I don't know. I don't know. And then everyone was getting so mad because I was like trying to tell him to park in the spot. But I was also afraid, like, please don't, please don't drive away. Yeah. <laughs> please don't drive away. 
Um, but he couldn't understand me when I was like trying to tell him to like park in the spot because he was in the middle of the road. And I at least was a little bit more to the side because we're anyway. So everyone was like honking and like park in the spot. There's an open spot. And I was like, oh my God. That's <laughs> so stressful. It was so stressful. And I was like, you know, I, I'm trying to be sensitive because I'm like, I don't expect you to like, you know, communicate with me perfectly because you know, this is not your language. And I was like trying to be like, trying to be assertive and like trying to get like my information because like my car got really beat up. You know? yeah. And then, yeah, anyway, he had insurance. So that was good. <laughs> okay, good. So that's all taken care of. Yeah, but it's just like a whole thing and like put me in a really, you know, I came home later than I needed to. And I really wanted to practice, but I did practice. I'm like, you know what? This isn't going to this isn't going to stop me in my tracks and get in the way of my art and my practice. And as tired and as frustrated I, as I am, I think I still have a little bit of gusto to practice my song at least once and do a little bit of accent work today at the very least. Wow. So I'm just despite all of the craziness that happened last week and I was man my kids were like they were being a little challenging that day. <laughs> I I I was very happy with like my persistence to just like get the work done. Wow. Okay. Dedicated to the craft, everybody. Dedicated to the craft. <laughs> Let's talk about Miss USA, Miss Universe. Okay. What do you know about pageants and like Miss Universe and Miss USA? Like what's, what is your, what's the extent of your knowledge? So my extent of pageants, I have a very, I, like, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Right. Um, mm. My Lola was a beauty queen. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's that must be where you get your looks from. Oh my God. <laughs> Holler. Um, yes. She was a beauty queen. Um, I have an uncle who was a beauty queen in a, um, like a RuPaul's kind of situation. Okay. In drag, in your uncle was in a drag, uh, drag, drag competition pageant. or something. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my family has been involved in it. Um, growing up, um, we watched it every year, you know, Miss USA and Miss Universe. Um, as I got older and a little bit more aware of things, I, I've had a complicated relationship with it just because it is very, it can be very objectifying and and pageants based in the United States was um, it started off with a distraction for men to stay. I forgot what city it was or what state, but it was like, oh, we need we need more revenue. So we need to distract men so they can stay a little bit longer in our in our city so we can make a little bit more money. Oh, that's like the history of like pageants in the U.S. Yeah. And, just oh. you know, like. It's been so centered on like the male gaze, like the the rules are like 
the rules have been are no longer now, but they have been like you cannot be part of it if you are a mother mm-hmm. or if you are married. Like what the fuck? Uh, I saw a rule somewhere that if you were uh, crowned Miss USA, then and you get pregnant during your reign as Miss USA, that you have to step down and the first runner up takes your place. I think that happened in like the early 2000s. The winner um, got pregnant pregnant, or had a baby like several months into um, their reign as Miss USA. And then the first runner up had to step in and take over their like sponsorship and like um, spokesperson's duties and stuff. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I think, though, um, times have changed a bit. And I feel like the women that enter these pageants um, are a bit more I mean it's hard for I want to say they're a bit more feminist but I honestly don't know enough about the history I think my perception is similar to yours in that the uh, history of pageants and pageantry has been very focused on like appeasing the male gaze Um, but these days and I think part of it is like the advent of like social media and stuff Mm -hmm. where people in general just are more empowered to put their opinions and the matters that um, they care for, like at the front line of their personality, their mission, their personal brand, like these things uh, that people stand for are a lot more visible. And I think that plays a greater role into how far these people, these women advance into competitions and also like, I feel from what I have seen, they're much more vocal about like things that matter in current events. Um, Of course, like my perception could be skewed because I am not like uh, an expert at the history of like U.S. pageants. But we're talking about all of this today because the most recent winner of the Miss Universe pageant is Arbany Gabriel who is a Filipina American. I sent you a picture of her. Very beautiful. What do you think of uh, a Filipina American winning Miss Universe? I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting to have a person of color represent the United States. Mm-hmm. And um, specifically, of course, yay for us! <laughs> <laughs> yay for Filipinos! Because we are a very large demographic in this state, mm-hmm. or in, in this country. So it's nice to see that we are finally, you know, being represented as part of, you know, this country's, you know, makeup. Yeah. So, um, yes, she's she is beautiful. I want to hear what she had to say about like her, you know, the section where they talk about like political issues or whatever. Like the final um, question. The final question. Like the final question in a lot of cases are about like current events, I feel, but like uh-huh. I don't I don't know if it's like specifically about any particular political issue, although there may be questions about specific political issues. Mm-hmm. Um, right. In her final question or in one of her questions that they uh, posed to her, like during interview processes, they ask they asked her, like, what do you feel needs to change about 
the Miss Universe pageant or pageants in general. And she Ooh. says something to the effect of that the age uh, limit needs to be increased because she's 28 years old and that's the oldest that a woman can compete in the pageant. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good point. Like oh, there yeah. are women around the world who have something to offer and have something to say and could use the Miss Universe platform, the Miss USA platform to do that. Um, yes. Yeah. 28 years old though. Like I feel like that's really young, but also in pageant world, looking back, I feel like that is, I mean, it is on the older side for pageants because she said that's the max age that you can compete. Um, but I remember seeing like people in their early twenties mm -hmm. thinking like, wow, what did I do when I was in my early twenties? Yeah. And you know, and just as a woman who is, you know, reaching her forties, mm -hmm. it's like, I am, I'm turning 38 y'all. And I feel like I have even more to offer today. <laughs> You know? Yes. Like, yeah. And and society has made has really stigmatized women and aging into this like sad, decrepit, non you know arbitrary thing. Like mm -hmm. we're just <laughs> we're just like dried up, shriveled nothingness. Yeah. And it's just like fuck that. Like. No, if I saw a woman my age who was a mother, you know, you know, working it out and like doing her thing in this pageant, like that would feel more real to me than anything, you know? Yeah. Because those are the fucking, you know, warriors out in this world. And I feel like that should also be reflected in these pageants because we are three-dimensional humans yeah and as women <laughs> in this society honestly we have so many more obstacles that we have to jump through and you know things that we have to do to feel validated right and it's like fuck that shit you know <laughs> let us be part of the pageants let us be part of the pageants. Would you ever consider being part of a pageant if you um, were given an opportunity and it was like a platform for which you to speak on things that matter to you? I don't know. I've never really thought about it. But, you know, like I used to... You know, I used to be like, oh, gosh, like, this is really just like, you're just trying to appease the male gaze. But now with with how things are changing, it is really wonderful to see like, and even even like my old mindset of like, oh, you don't have to take off your clothes to like impress people. But you know what? Like, fuck that. As women, we should do whatever the fuck we want. If you want to take off your clothes, boo, take off your clothes. Yeah. You know, like. If you feel fucking powerful in a in a bathing suit, fuck. Prance around, boo. Do you <laughs> get that bathing suit on and show it off? Like I wanna see, I just wanna see women feel empowered for themselves. And if yeah. like a, a, a pageant makes you feel that way, then fuck, yeah, go for it. For me, I don't know. I don't know if that's my my medium. Mm. Um but you just, you never know. Like, I'm, 
I'm open, I suppose. And they have male pageants too. Ooh. Then, yeah. Uh, that's like a yeah. relatively new thing in society. Interesting. Um, Where does that get produced? Um, I think they're at a much smaller scale, but I know that there are, there's like a Mr. Mr. Filipinas <gasps> pageant, Mr.'s of Philippines wow. or something. So they have, they have um, pageants for men geared to like Filipino audiences, I suppose. What does that entail? And also, would you do it? Um, I feel insecure. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? I don't want to say. I don't want to say no to anything. Um, yeah. If I had the opportunity, perhaps so. Perhaps, yeah. 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 I think though that men have um more. Society gives them greater permission to do whatever the hell they want and say whatever the yeah. hell they want. So yeah. I think it would be easier for me to say yes to do a pageant than perhaps you to say yes to a pageant. Um, because like the gendered expectations are mm -hmm. a little bit different. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Also, you know, pageants in general are feminizing, I feel. Mm -hmm. So maybe the men that participate in pageants may have like a different sort of uh like social stigma to go through yeah i, I haven't dug into yeah. that enough to be able to have like a solid opinion but those are some like visceral thoughts that are coming to mind at this point sure yeah, yeah. What, what are you feeling about about our new miss universe i think she's really cool i think she's really cool in the fact that um, she does speak openly about her Filipino heritage. Like mm -hmm. she has multiple posts on social media where she talks about her dad, who's from the Philippines. She designs, she's also like a fashion designer. She's designed oh. clothing inspired by Filipino um, designs and like uh, silhouettes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it seems as though she's very proud of being of having like roots in the Philippines and having family who's who are um, immigrants and stuff like she also um, when she addresses the Philippines, uh, she speaks. She she knows a little bit of Tagalog I don't, enough to like address Filipino audiences like she'll say um, Mabuhay and like mm -hmm. she'll say like full sentences in Tagalog, like certainly more than maybe you or me, I feel right. So like she's <laughs> she's done her homework to be able to interact with an international audience. Um, so I feel like in that respect, she is, she is very respectful, um, culturally competent, um, and proud of where she comes from, as opposed to maybe other celebrities that are discreetly Filipino. Mm -hmm. And like us as Filipino Americans and Filipinos across, across the globe will claim these celebrities who are not as vocal about their Filipino heritage. Right. So I think it's really cool that a Miss Universe who is Filipino-American acknowledges her Filipino-ness. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Represent. I yeah. love that. And like at the post interviews, she had a the Ameri the US flag and also like a Filipino flag. Mm. I'm like, that is a very that's a very cool because she's she's consciously making it a point to display 
like who she is. Yes. And it's not like somebody on the streets, like, did you know she's Filipino? Like she's making it clear. Yes. I like that. Love that. Love that. Appreciate that. There are though also like, shout out. There's like a controversial discourse on like Twitter that I've seen Mm -hmm. where folks are like, oh, like all of a sudden, because Miss Universe is a Filipina American, you want to claim this win as a win for the Philippines. And I can kind of see it both ways. Like, it's great that we are celebrating this woman as Mm -hmm. being a Filipina. But the argument that some folks are making is, why do we have to wait for somebody to reach the level of Miss Universe for you to be able to accept them? Because Mm -hmm. for like the average Filipino American who has like identity issues and has issues with trying to be in community with Filipinos in the Philippines, why does it have to take this level of celebrity, this level of international exposure for you to accept this individual as being Filipino when like you or me perhaps you know we're doing this project Mm -hmm. where we're like dedicated to our communities there may be folks in the Philippines who may not think of us as like being Filipino enough right right so why do we have do we do we have to participate in something to the level of like Miss Universe for somebody in the Philippines to accept us like that's that's the kind of discourse that's happening right now on the internet very interesting very very interesting what do you think about that I feel like that's also why this podcast exists (laughs) (laughs) you know because it's like we have you know we started talking with um with folks regarding their professional lives right Mm -hmm. because in order for us to be validated in the community it's like okay like if you're not a nurse <laughs> if you're not a nurse or a lawyer or doctor like if you're doing especially an artistic route like if you are not a freaking grammy award winning <laughs> like like mm-hmm. um musician or if you are not getting specific clout like if you're not at the top of the game in your industry yeah like, like you don't matter. You just don't like, why are you even doing that? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's frowned upon when you try to do something fucking different. Yeah. And if you're not achieving it in a way that, um, bears fruit in like the most shiniest, loudest kind of way where you're making a bajillion dollars, it, mm-hmm. You don't matter. You just don't. And it's like, you're wasting your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, that's uh, we, we joke about that, but that's the reality. At least that's how it feels for a lot of people who it is. are pursuing something that is different from the norm, but not at the level of like shiny first place winner. <laughs> right. So there is like a sense of like, I, I'd say capitalism ingrained Mm. into this idea of like you need to you need to achieve x y and z for you to be validated here or to for us to care yeah right and um i think it goes across the board 
like if you're in the Philippines or if you're here or wherever you are in the diaspora, I feel like capitalism has really just infiltrated in a way that affects, you know, even how we see a freaking beauty pageant, you know, like someone yeah. and just anyone who has any kind of accolade. It's and it's like what kind of accolade? Because you can even have like a really great accolade that no one has heard of that's huge in like maybe your specific field and no one will give a shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so what does it have to take for any of us in the community to acknowledge one another? And it's also, I think also white supremacy, um, <laughs> you know, white supremacy. Yeah. It's like, because I feel like Miss Universe is very much, I, I think from what I know, Miss Universe is produced by folks in the United States and Thailand, I think. I do not know. Maybe. I can't remember. Um, but you know, when I think of Miss Universe, I think of it as very centered in the United States. Like very Western. Yeah, very Western. So I don't know. I just. It's interesting. Yeah. Why can't why must we wait to uplift our our fellow Kababayan? Right. Spread love, everyone. Spread love. Yeah. And like check yourself. Like, why do you think that? Why do you feel that way? Why are you not celebrating, you know, I don't know. Us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or like anyone like there's so many people in our community who are doing incredible things and if you've been listening to the podcast like we've we've definitely demonstrated that and you know you got you gotta you gotta you gotta give people their flowers you know yeah. especially when we are not very much seen like this is a big deal that a Philippine American has won Miss Universe for the United States. It is yeah, a big deal. This is the first time that's ever happened. Like she has, she's made history. Holler at Arbany. And while we're at it, let's also shout out a few other Filipino Americans, Filipino Americans who participated in the Miss USA pageant. There were mm -hmm. three, three. Oh my God. Three Filipinas who um, competed for Miss USA. Obviously, Arbany won. She's from Texas. Um, there was also Kiana Yamat. I'm going to read their bios for you so that you can um, learn a little bit about them. Yeah. Kiana Yamat, who is Miss Hawaii. Ooh. And she earned a degree in civil and environmental engineering from the University of Hawaii at Manoa. And worked as a design engineer in San Francisco before moving back to Hawaii to work as a construction engineer. Holy crap. She sounds badass. Hot. She sounds hot. She's a brown <laughs> beauty. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love let's, that. Let's, let's see who the next one is. Suzanne Perez of uh, New Mexico. Suzanne Perez, 25 years old, studied communication sciences and disorders, speech language pathology at Cal State Fullerton. Oh my god, oh my local. God. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Local. Orange County, holler. Um, and she's getting her master's in speech language pathology at Eastern New Mexico University. Oh my god. 
Cool. Yes, queen. And then, of course, Arbany. Let's see what uh, this website has to say about her. Independent designer living and working in Houston, Texas. Her passion for designing began when she started sewing at age 15. She fell in love with constructing things by herself. Mm. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Shout outs and props to all these ladies. And then also in 2021, in 2021, there was the first uh, transgender uh, contestant to win a state title, Miss Nevada, who also is Filipina-American. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Has Miss Universe opened it up to trans women? Yes. Miss Spain, I think in 2020 or 2021. Um, Miss Spain, I can't remember her name. I think I, I want to say her name is Ponce something. Let's mm-hmm. look it up. Miss Spain, Ponce, Angela Ponce. Mm-hmm. Um, she was Miss Spain in 2018. And uh, she is transgender. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. She was the first one to compete in the Miss Universe pageant to be openly transgender. I'm glad that um, Trump is no longer the owner of Miss Universe. I forget that he was like the guy. No. (sighs) That's another episode. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. Let's celebrate. (laughs) Celebrate this. This is a win. This is a win for um, people... Like us, Filipino-Americans. Like, I feel really good about the fact that she is a Filipina-American. Yes. Very cool. Uh, final thoughts before we say goodbye to our researchers, Crystal. We got to celebrate our community's wins, you know, like across the board. I, I, I know, I know things can get complicated within our diaspora and mm-hmm. how we claim. But I think yeah. we we should we should be having more of these conversations like we just had to to kind of see why and how we, we do that and acknowledge it. Yeah. But it is a win, you know, I'm I'm very happy that we have a Filipino American representing the United States. We shouldn't wait for these moments, you know? Yeah. Um, but celebrations nonetheless. Celebrations all around for all of us doing things. Celebrations all around. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody for joining us. Be a me searcher. Follow us at me search podcast. Check us out online at me podcast.com. We love you. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search folks. Yeah. Yeah.